2: Roll pre-record on my count. 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, roll A, fade up on A.
1: Southern Miss to the, top. to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle
3: Hour. All right, that's the TGIF edition of the Super Talk Eagle Hour, and we're glad you're with us to finish up the week. We're broadcasting from the Southern Bank Course Studios in Hattiesburg and Laurel this afternoon, Bob Kelly and Luke. We're glad you're with us. Dicky's Barbecue opens this segment of the show every day, and for good reason. They're good friends of ours, great supporters of Southern Miss Athletics and a great place to take your family tonight for what would be a great family outing at Dickie's Barbecue right here in Hattiesburg. Mike Frazier is the CEO and publisher of JUCOWeekly.org. That is a Internet uh, publication that covers uh, junior college athletics nationwide. We're going to talk to him a little later in the show. It's Friday night. That means it's high school football. Will East from the High School Scoreboard Show will be joining us uh, later in the hour. Start out today, though, Southern Miss, uh, I guess on their way now probably to Tallahassee. And Kelly, yesterday on the show, we had Patrick McGee, and we were talking about the opening of the NFL football season, and I asked Patrick, why are the Detroit Lions getting so much love from the media? So I watched the game last night against the uh, Kansas City Chiefs. Cheats, Cheats. <laughs> Cheats. <laughs> yeah. and... Uh, now I know why people are high on the Lions. That is one good looking football team.
2: They, they have drafted well over the last three or four years. They stuck with a coach, they stuck with his vision. They slowly got better as years went on. You know, I think there's something to be said for consistency. You know, you, you stick with a guy, let him institute his plan. Linebacking core is great. Their offensive line, Panay Sewell, the number one pick a couple years ago, they're building that team the right way, and the Lions could definitely be heard of. You,
3: You point out two things that jumped out. Their offensive line play was amazing, really, really good. Their linebackers, fast, young, aggressive. Just overall, one of the up-and-coming teams clearly in the NFL. And I did, I'll i just say, the first, I did not
2: see it coming. Well, they finished the season well last year. And then when they added the players that they did in the draft, those were the the pieces of the puzzle that they thought were kind of missing. You know, in the old days when a guy came from college, it was a good two years before. he. But these college players now are coached so well in college that lots of them are ready to start right away. And that was the did, case here.
0: Did y'all hear, because I was – Colin Jones at a Wamba last night. So I just saw this today on social media. Did y'all hear what Mike Tirico said going off the air of that broadcast
2: last night? I, I, I heard more about what Collinsworth said at the beginning of the game, questioning so, how so good. Tari- Go ahead.
0: Tirico basically said this is a win with an asterisk because Jones or Kelsey didn't play for the Chiefs. Well, I was like, bull. you can't
2: do that. He's getting, he's getting huge heat today online. But you can't say that. It's the NFL. That's right, and and that injuries are a part of the game. Collinsworth, at the beginning of the game, he took heat because he said, now you're going to find out just how good Patrick Mahomes is because he doesn't have his stud tight end in Travis Kelsey. And it is amazing when you don't have stud players around you Mm -hmm. how you can sometimes look average.
3: Well, well, Tariko's objectivity was illustrated early in the game when uh – when Mahomes broke loose on about a 10-yard run, and he screams, and the Superman cape is on. I mean, come on. My God.
2: Well, he's he's the heir apparent to Tom
3: Brady now. Well, he's, you did The worship last night was – thank God the Lions kind of took him away from that. They didn't have much choice. To, but, boy, you saw it early on. It was – man, it was worship time, wasn't
2: it? And you were talking about Patrick McGee yesterday. CBS Sports Today projected – that the NFC number one seed in the playoffs will be the New Orleans Saints. That the Saints will have the best record in the NFC and will have the number one seed in well, the I NFC like playoffs. That's a lot
3: better than what y'all were saying yesterday that it could be Jacksonville. I'm thinking they're the, you'll have to redo the system if Jacksonville's
2: the number Well, one. Jacksonville's in the AFC. So, I mean, yeah,
3: well, still, uh, yeah. they're not the number one seed in anything.
2: Uh, I no, but I'm w- telling you. Washington ya. wasn't there. Washington wasn't anywhere in. Uh, bob just choked
3: (laughs) interesting (laughs) i I saw this morning on fox tv a verification of what your friend in washington told me former white house press secretary who for bush who worked for the redskins organization was doing they were doing a story today on the 133,000 signatures and how the new owner said well we basically don't care we you know we're interested in the new generation of fans and uh and the guy made such a great comment. He said this was a media-driven deal to begin with, that if you if you do your research, you'll find that very, very few Native Americans did anything but support it. He said there are over 200 schools in the country right now with the nickname the Redskins. And uh, he said, what a shame. What a shame for new ownership to say, well, we're discarding all the people who supported us for the last eighty years by buying tickets and merchandise, and we really don't care about you anymore. We're looking for the new generation, and that is a hell of a thing for ownership to say, is it not?
2: And the Chiefs still have, are still called the Chiefs. I
3: could that could help but jump I out of me last night with a ho-ho. Oh, oh. How is that?
0: All, all I all I asked was 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 Washington looking like a top seed in no. uh, in the NFC? I, I was, hope they lose all every the game they play.
3: Was, I hope they lose. Nineteen games, isn't that how many they play? Nineteen. I hope they're zero and nineteen.
2: They're, they're not going to be that bad, though. Washington will be a. They'll, they'll be a formidable team this year. I don't know that they'll be. First a time in my life it.
3: I've ever said this. I'm glad the Philadelphia Eagles are in the same division with them, where they can pounce on two
2: games in a row. You know, race. you talk about that. Oh, the Eagles are going to be hearing that this weekend in Tallahassee. And listen,
3: I don't think that ought to be taken away from Kansas City. I don't think the Atlanta Braves or the Chicago Blackhawks. I, I just think we need to reestablish some sanity. In or the, the Florida
2: State Seminoles. Of
3: course not. Look at their logo. Look at the Florida State logo and tell me how that's not offensive, but the name Redskins was offensive. Oh, well.
2: You know,
0: the um, they have that really cool tradition when uh, they run in on the horse and throws right. the, the flaming spear down. I think Stump one time on air, Bob talked about that. He was a freshman and they were playing down there. Is the chief Osceola, is that his name? Yeah. That?
3: They're right and, at Stump's feet.
0: Yeah, right at Stump's feet. Stump said, Here I am in my first game. He was scared to death, man. He thought that guy was going to hit him with a spear.
2: If they'd hit Stump's foot, he'd have had another stump. Right.
3: <laughs> yeah, maybe. Maybe. All right. Well, speaking of football, and we kind of got sidetracked. Kind of reminded me though watching the uh, Lions' offensive line last night, Luke. How effectively they controlled. They control Kansas City. The Golden Eagles' offensive line really going to have to step up and and try to emulate that if the Eagles have any chance of running offense, right?
0: Yeah, I, I suspect you know they'll try to try to to run early, um, not you know between the tackles the entire time, but to, but they, they've they got to try to sustain drives. That That's how you stay in football games. You sustain drives. You run clock. You go out there, and, you know, you get a couple three-and-outs. You look up, and, you know, early second quarter, you may be down three scores. So they do need to do that. But at the same time, with this offense – with the screens and with the short passing game you know that some of those passes are the same as you know first down runs. so it'll be interesting to see how how will attacks this um for the simple reason these guys know each other you know that they do and so some of that uh will, will play into the 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 game plan obviously but yeah it is back to your initial statement it is going to be very tough tomorrow night um getting going because this is this is a beast defense and a beast defensive line but when you start to start the game the the score is is tied so uh Eagles uh, it'll be interesting to see if they can get some some positive plays early and get some momentum going into the the rest of the first half 730
2: game time for us so Bob I'm gonna have to take a nap actually <laughs> Actually, I'm. I may not make it through the whole game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to be down yeah. in, in Tallahassee, so it'll be fun. I'll get to see it firsthand.
3: I struggled last night to uh, stay up through the end of that game. So yeah, I know exactly what you're. Saying. So you are
2: going? Are you? you I'm going to go. Yeah. Are you? Yeah. I'm looking looking forward to it. Weather-wise, it's supposed to be perfect. 72 degrees. No no rain in the forecast. Should be. Uh, hopefully, both teams will play their best, and just let it let it happen how it happens. You're not coming back tomorrow night. I am not. I'm going mean to Saturday night. Yeah, no. That's, he's that's
3: tomorrow the, night.
2: He's taking the jet. Nope. No, you're taking
3: the you're taking the private vehicle, the private airplane
2: now? No, no. I'm taking I'm actually I'm actually taking my dogs with me. They're yeah. Going to go, go, go in the car and then on Sunday I'll find a watering hole and watch the Bengals and Browns and then come on home.
3: What are they going to do? Yeah, what are you gonna are gonna do going to you know, do with the dogs while you're at the watering hole and the and the game?
2: Well, they'll stay in the hotel. Oh.
3: Huh?
2: Okay. Does the hotel know this? Yeah. Oh, yeah. There there are places now that, that are pet-friendly. what are your dog's names? Louie and Cinda. But are your Louis. pets friendly? <laughs> yeah, the hotel is pet-friendly, and, and my pets are hmm. friendly as well. So Maybe look,
3: you could bring Louie over and let him talk to radio, because radio is not real friendly toward the new puppy, Pearl.
2: Yeah, Yeah. well, that that's. I don't want to get in the middle of your family issues, Bobby. We're having got... family issues <laughs> out
3: at Bent Creek. I can tell you that right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: But this will, this will be a good one. And then you got the Green Wave coming in next week. Remember, that's a three o'clock start next week. That's everybody.
3: going to be a really good game. Yeah. That's, I'm excited about that. And they one. got Ole Miss tomorrow. So, be, yeah. Ole Miss be better be ready. See that. Yeah. All right. All right. Junior college football kicked off last night. Mike Frazier keeps up with that like no one else. And, of course, it's great football here in Mississippi. We'll delve into that a bit when we come back.
0: Tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss
1: to the top.
3: All right, Campus Bookmark, CampusBookmark.net sponsors this segment of the show. Of course, if you listen in other parts of the state, which many of you do, you can go to CampusBookmark.net. Miss Kathleen will uh, deliver your stuff right to your front door. But when you're in town or if you're local, we suggest you stop by on Hardy Street. They're open seven days a week and you'll never find a finer person uh, than Kathleen. Also, want to remind you about the Super Talk Eagle Hour podcast. You can hear it anytime you like on Apple, Audible, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, or you can tell Alexa to play the Super Talk Eagle Hour. Junior college football kicked off last night uh, across the state. Mike Frazier owns JUCOweekly.org. That is a national Internet publication that covers junior college athletics like no one else. And so... We invited him on the show to talk about uh, junior college football in Mississippi uh, now that it has uh, kicked off. And and Mike has confirmed that Holmes Junior College, even though they won last night, it's never been the same, Kelly, since I played there. It was, it's was been hard to recover.
2: Well, the equipment has changed. Mm-hmm. Uh, all the other stuff has changed, Bob. Yeah, uh, yeah.
3: Now they have face masks and stuff. It's just crazy. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Mike, welcome to the Eagle Hour, man. We're glad to have you. And uh, we believe that uh, – Junior college football in Mississippi is as good as there is in the nation. What do you say? Uh,
1: no doubt about it. Uh, the track record is impeccable of the talent that comes through uh, those 14 schools that play football and then move on to the Division One level and then in some cases you know, go on to the National Football League. So, yes, no doubt about it. It is a quality brand of football. Uh, from Perkinson all the way uh, all the way up to uh, Boonville and everywhere everywhere in between.
2: And Mike, we talked about some of those NFL players, but we've even had Super Bowl MVPs, haven't we? Come come through the 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 old Mac Jack, which is now the MACCC.
1: Ah, the Mac Jack. Does that not sound really good? <laughs> I the like old it. Mac Jack. Yeah, I mean that was that was it. Yeah, um, yeah, no doubt. I mean, a lot of guys have come through. Uh, talking about future hall of famers and what have you uh, look at walter jones speaking of, of Holmes, uh, bob you know walter comes through there in the 1990s uh, florida state wants to recruit him as a tight end holmes is walking through a basketball gym he's just shooting hoops and uh, they said how come this guy isn't on the football field and they said well you have to get past his mom so the Holmes coaches went to his mother convinced him to play Uh, His older brother had broken his leg or arm or something, so she was like, enough of that football. And uh, they went and convinced Walter uh, to play at Holmes. He did. Turned him into an old lineman, went on to Florida State, and then on to the National Football League with the Seattle Seahawks. And the rest, as they say, is history. And and he is now enshrined into the uh, National Football League Hall of Fame.
3: Very similar to my story at Holmes, Mike. Very similar. It's like you're just kind of repeating <laughs> history.
1: <laughs> vintage
3: wine, Bob. Hey, real quick for me, there was a time when um, when you looked at Division One college and and you would say, oh, they 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 brought in way too many JUCO players. You know they're that you should start only with high school players and, and forget the JUCO kids. I think that's kind of by the wayside now, right? I mean, junior college kids come in and make huge contributions, really in every Division One sport.
1: No doubt. Uh, and, and when you just focus on the state of Mississippi, you know, the league for a long time only allowed eight out-of-staters. So, uh, and now it's changed somewhat, and, and it's a little, I don't want to get too far into the weeds, but it's based off uh, teams' wins over the past two years, and they're allowed to pull in more out-of-staters. But primarily, even with those rules, Mississippi uh, has really a, a, tr- a terrific reputation, and on top of that, those coaches have deep, rooted connections and ties to those high schools in Mississippi. So a lot of these uh, young men that come out of these high schools go on to the JUCOs uh, in the state of Mississippi because it's an awesome springboard to get recognized, prove that you are consistent, and then launch yourself to a Division I program. And even if they're not all going to Alabama and, and, and LSU there's still great programs out there that these kids can get into and and keep uh, you know keep on playing. So um, yeah, those eight out of staters uh, uh, are, are rock stars that come in, but a lot of particularly offensive linemen from the state of Mississippi will come in and, and fill in uh, those offensive lineman positions. Really is a credit to to the high school. You know, people talk about Texas. But Mississippi can run toe-to-toe at the high school level with those Texas schools, and it's proven by over the decades, not just years, but decades, that these high school kids come in and plug into a a junior college and then move on to a senior institution. It's undeniable.
3: No question. Luke, get in here with Mike Frazier.
0: Hey, Mike. Thanks uh, so much for coming on. I was in Fulton last night for the call. I'm on the Jones broadcast crew, and, and I got that. Uh, season underway, Jones got the win, but a big upset last night. Southern Miss uh, has, has a co connection right now with three guys on their roster for the, for the Golden Eagles this year. But that was, a, that was a big one in Weston last night. Glenn Davis got win number 100 and a little upset there.
1: No doubt. How about good for Glenn Davis, the longest tenured coach at the JUCO level in Mississippi. Uh, he's, he's somewhere around 20 years now uh, in Wesson as the head coach, uh, congratulations to him. And, you know, uh, if you go to the dot com website, you'll see a guy you may know, Andrew Abadie, who, who writes for us as well, uh, talked about Colin, you know, don't be so shocked if they win that football game. And they did. And the versatility, boy, Devin Tot looked really good last night. Uh, They seemed to run the ball and really wore down East Mississippi defensively. At least that's what it looked like watching it online. And, uh, you know, happy for Glenn Davis. He's a terrific guy, and he plays in that just daunting south division that is just relentless. I mean, it is tough. There is very little wiggle room uh in that in that division you know you get teams that it's a nine game regular season uh, multiple times and kelly can relate to this you can go seven and two and you're the odd man out based on tiebreakers at qualifying for for the mississippi playoffs yeah so uh huge win for glenn
0: it wasn't and and sander kind of the game of the night didn't even get played down in perkinson right (laughs)
2: Yeah, and I want yeah, that, I wanted to touch upon that, Mike, if I can, because because you've talked you know to, to different media outlets about the schedule being pushed back a week this year. The MACCC would normally start would normally have started last week, but they pushed the schedule back a week. But one of the concerns that you thought about that move was that now there's no there's no place in the schedule to be able to make up that game between Gulf Coast and Northwest. That game was canceled because of lightning and and weather down there. So now. They made the trip all the way from Senatobia, only to not be able to play the game.
1: No doubt, I didn't like that. Uh, Look, they've got their reasons, and that's fine. But that's the problem you run into. You are, you know, you're behind the eight ball now. And with hurricane season, uh, storms come through through obviously South Mississippi. Now, this obviously wasn't a hurricane, but still weather related. And I understand it's not a divisional game, but really, what hurts is this was a chance for Gulf Coast and Northwest to really be the centerpiece game around the country. And that's just a shame that that game isn't going to, isn't going to be played. And uh, I, I just think uh, that it's just too late to be starting the season, September 7th. It's been hot for decades. It's not going to change in the South. Uh, that's just the way it is. And, uh, you know, I understand they have their reasons, and that's fine. But uh, I knew that eventually, you know, that that they would get burned by this with the weather, and not only that, man, these guys are ready to go. You've got Northwest of Gulf Coast who've been practicing for two months now, and now they've got to wait another week. So uh, it's unfortunate. Really, it's just too bad because that was a centerpiece game around the country, and and we were unable to see it. So I hope next year they go back to uh, I, ideally. What what I like to see is. Have them start the season in late when they normally do that third week of August, and then after four weeks, give the whole league a bye. You know, let these guys rest up a little bit and 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 get healthy uh, if they can, and uh, and go forward. Look, Kansas does it, Texas does it. I think Mississippi should think about doing that.
2: Real, real quick, Mike. In the last thirty seconds, which what were you more surprised by last night—the the way that East Central won big, or the way that Pearl River lost big?
1: Oh, I think the way that Pearl River Pearl River lost big. Uh, I mean, yeah, that's just tough. That's tough for Seth. Uh, and uh, Holmes is good. You know, I, I thought Holmes might win that game, but certainly not thirty-one to nothing. Um, yeah, you know, Kahoma is Cahoma. It's just it's a tough it's a tough road up there. But man, that was really surprising. Uh, but look, man, Pearl River could just get get back at it next week and see if he can get in the, in the win column. Seth's got a good ball club. He'll figure it out. All right, Mike, how can
3: people uh, reach your organization and uh, keep up with all the good stuff you write?
1: Sure. Uh, JucoWeekly.com is the website. Uh, you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram as well, uh, all at JucoWeekly.com.
2: I really enjoy
1: your work, Mike. I really do.
2: And uh,
3: I uh,
1: love, love doing it, guys, and really appreciate the time to come on your program.
3: Hey, we'll get you back. We, as you know, we've got a top 10 baseball program here in Hattiesburg, and A lot of the strength of that team has come from Juco players transferring into Southern Miss. So uh, get a little closer to baseball. We'll get you back on the show if
1: that's good. No doubt about it. You're absolutely right about that, and I'd love to come back on, guys. Have a terrific weekend.
3: Same to you, my friend. Mike Frazier, JucoWeekly.org. Check it out, JucoWeekly.org. All right, junior college last night, high school tonight. Let's uh, get Will East on the show, co-host of the Super Talk High school scoreboard next
0: Southern Miss. To the, top. to the top, you're tuned in to the
2: Eagle Hour. I want
3: to thank Mike Frazier from uh, JUCOweekly.org, I believe that's right, for joining us uh, in that segment. That was an interesting conversation.
2: Yeah, Mike does a great job. Uh, other than the California schools, they're a little bit too too far out there to cover, but, you know, Kansas, Iowa, Texas, all right. Mississippi, all the junior college around here.
3: All right, Will East about to join us. Coming up Monday, of course, Will Hall will be making his weekly appearance on the show from 1 to one thirty, and then Lee Roberts uh, will follow up. Uh, Booked Jay Ladner, head basketball coach, will be on the show with us Tuesday to talk about the release of the basketball schedule and hard to believe basketball is really not that far off. So uh, we're looking forward to having uh, Coach Hall and Coach Ladner all to uh, kick the week off next week. Always look forward to this guest. Will East is the program director for Super Talk Mississippi. He is also the co-host of the iconic Super Talk High School Scoreboard Show every Every Friday night, 10 o'clock, sponsored on our stations at Laurel and Hattiesburg, I'm happy to say, by Jones College Athletics. And so, uh, Will... 1-0.
0: Uh, 1-0. Yeah,
3: we appreciate you, Will, uh, always participating. And I'm sure like every week in Mississippi, a lot of big games. And you know, Will, I was thinking uh, last night, this is the third week, right? I mean, we yeah. wait on this all year. And after tonight, we'll be a third of the way through the regular season. <laughs> it seems hard to believe, doesn't it?
4: It is hard. It, it's... You know, as you get older, things go by faster. And as I'm get, getting older and older every single year, this high school football season just seems to fly by. I mean, you, it's all this build up to get here. And then it seems like once it gets here, you turn around and it's finally cool outside and it's gone. And so I, I try to enjoy the game. So, you know, when I was younger, I, I didn't get a chance to. I was trying to get through the season and all that kind of stuff. But now I try to enjoy them a little bit more. And um, The great thing about Mississippi high school football is, Especially the past couple of years they've done such a great job of stacking the schedule with really good games and games that are you know important regional matchups and when I say regional I mean you know people that are close to you but also games that are from two different sections of the state like tonight and on the coast we have Madison Central at Gulfport these are two of the biggest high schools in Mississippi Uh, they played a couple of times I think they may have played last year but uh, I like seeing these two big schools from two different parts of the state, two of the more populated parts of the state, going against each other, and they're 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 good teams as well. Uh, Madison Central is undefeated, two and oh. Really, really good defense, guys. I think the theme of the every year seems to have a theme to me, and you know it it varies from year to year. This year, so far to me at least, it's been defense. Really good defenses. I see a lot of teams, and you know. Initially, defenses have the advantage coming at the beginning of the season. Offenses usually tend to take off uh, as you get later, later in the season. You see the scores start piling up, but um, defense this year seems to be the the mo. And Madison Central and Gulfport both have very good defenses. Um, Madison Central held Brandon, a very high flying um, uh, defense or uh, high flying offense. Uh, to just a couple of touchdowns last week, which is a statement in, in itself. And then the week before that, they held Ocean Springs to just 14 points. And now they got to go on the road to play play another team that has a really good defense, and that's Gulfport, who just has a ton of really good linebackers this year. And Blake Pennick, who's the new head coach at Gulfport, was at Ocean Springs the past couple of years, never had a losing season in his career. And a def- even though you know they've got a lot of – headlines for their offense the past couple of years at Ocean Springs, it was really the defense that I think stood out to most of his opponents. Well, now he's he's bringing some of that philosophy over to Gulfport, so I think that's going to be a really interesting one yeah. on the coast.
3: Luke?
0: We'll be tonight in Jones County, uh, West Jones at South Jones. A really interesting one um, that, that Kelly will be at tonight is uh, Jefferson Davis at Laurel, and you know one of the reasons Jefferson Davis always plays above their weight, nobody wants to play him. But I, I know talking to Ryan Ernest at Laurel, them with the new region will a lot of wing T teams, and so he wanted his team to face the best there is other than picking at the wing T and that's you know, Jefferson Davis. That's interesting. Then you got some smaller ones in the south, big games like Raleigh and Taylorsville. And then at the brand new stadium in Columbia, Petal Panthers roll in there. So those are three huge games tonight.
4: Yeah, that, that Petal-Columbia game is one that's very interesting to me. You know, Petal struggled the past couple of years. You guys know that better than anybody. And they're off to a 2-0 start this year. I'm, I'm interested to see how they kind of, you know, this is the year I think that that you're going to see some movement from them. Um, you know, they've just been so good over the years that to have them struggle the past couple of years like they have just doesn't seem right. So, but they're facing a columbia team that that quite honestly you know just they just keep the ball rolling i don't they, there's something in the water in columbia they've been so good the past what 5 years now they had a what state championship in 2021 i believe and uh, they had a huge win to start the season they went on, columbia went on the road to diaberville and it's a 4a versus a 7a school and i think they won that game something like 40 to 17 now they gave up a lot of yards in that game but they you know, Ben, don't break, and they didn't. Forty to seventeen on the road against a seven A school. If you're a four A school, is impressive. I don't care who the team you're playing. I mean, they they got more more guys on the other side, and you you took them down. You had a blowout win. They uh, they beat West Marion last week, I believe, fifty seven to zero. So, and you know, Columbia won this game last year. It was what the year, it was twenty twenty one where they had the new. Newly renovated Walter Payton Stadium, and Peddle came in there and won, and kind of ruined the the, the new, you know, uh, renovation and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, a lot of stuff going on in that one. I I, I think that's one of your better games. Another one that's that's really sneaky good tonight is a possible playoff um, game on down the road, and that's Macomb at Mendenhall. Macomb really, really good offense this year. Uh, they have. <laughs> a guy my all I love guys with with crazy names and they have one San Frisco McGee is the guy's name okay San not San Francisco McGee but San Frisco McGee it sounds like something out of an old west movie but anyway him and the Macomb Tigers are 2 and 0 oh, and they'll be facing Minnhall you know who had that incredible season last year went all the way to the state championship game and lost on a last second field goal to Louisville, and you know, a lot of us thought, well, all those seniors graduated. You know, they'll struggle the next year. Well, so far, two and zero, and pretty good uh, thus far.
2: One of the one of the games that uh, locally here will Oak Grove and Hattiesburg. Oak Grove went to Hoover, Alabama last week and won in overtime. Now Hoover is uncharacteristically zero and two. But a lot of the Warrior faithful think that uh, that that this could be a state championship appearance for this Oak Grove Club. What
4: say you? Right, I mean, Oak Grove is one of the most consistent teams in you know six a the past couple of years, and now seven a, and yeah, they still to go on the road to Hoover, a, a traditional powerhouse, even if they are zero and two now, in the rain. I think they rain most of that game, and they uh, they 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 go to overtime. I think. Uh, Hoover missed a, a last-second field goal to push it to overtime. And, man, just defense, really, that's what stood out for me for Oak Grove. Uh, they have that kid, uh, Malachi, his last name escapes me, had something like 20 tackles in that game, including at the you know, at the very end to kind of stop Hoover and get the win uh, or close to the end. So I think Oak Grove is really on to something once again this year. And then Hattiesburg, just well look you were there just an ugly ugly win but a win nonetheless they overcame a lot all those penalties and what was it like 22 penalties in that game I thought but there was they, 22 you know,
0: penalties in the third quarter it, the third quarter <laughs> it lasted 50 minutes <laughs>
4: it, it was a lot i mean i, I remember you texted me and I, I could you know through the text i could feel your frustration you know that it was like wow all these penalties and they still managed to pull off a, a a win, you know, with all what thirty one points in the second half or something like that, so it you know if maybe they could get some of those mistakes corrected, maybe you know they give Oak Grove a real challenge here. But I think Oak Grove is just there's Drew Causey and, and crew over there just have such a good thing going.
3: So will whatever happened to South Panola? They were the terror of high school football for years in Mississippi.
4: You know, it's it's one of those things where it's one of those. I believe it's something out of their control, and that is the rise of North Panola. That's another school there. For instance, KJ Jefferson, who's now at Arkansas and tearing up the league and just an amazing quarterback, he went to North Panola. Well, if he had come around 20 years ago, he'd have gone to South Panola, and they probably would have won a state championship with him. Mm-hmm. But. The rise of North Panola has really impacted South Panola and other schools too, but really North Panola. And you look at North Panola's been very, very good the past couple of seasons. Uh, I can't remember what they did last year, but I know they made a, a, a deep playoff run. A lot of those players that would have that were on North Panola in years past would have been with South Panola and they don't have them. And it, it you know that just makes a difference right there. They've also shuffled around in regions. Uh, And now they're not growing like they used to. They're a 6A team. They didn't move up to 7A like a lot of the other schools that they traditionally play in their same region every year like Oxford and some others did. So you kind of wonder about the long-term prospects. Now, they got a really good coach. they got the coach from South Haven who took them to a state championship game. It's his second year there. It's kind of interesting to see what they'll do.
3: Yep, good stuff. All right, well, uh, 10 10 o'clock tonight, right? High school school scoreboard on all Supertalk stations.
4: Yes, sir. All stations, me, Lance, uh, Keith, and Butch, 28 years running.
3: Always look forward to our conversations, my friend. We'll call you next Friday.
4: Thank you so much. All right. Will East, everybody,
2: co-host of the Super Talk High School. you ever call in on that? Uh, I did when I uh, called Oak Grove games for years. But, uh, I just
3: love listening to the people call in. It's so cool.
2: Yeah, how it doesn't win a Peabody Award for outstanding journalism, I'll never know. It's I told him I
3: worked
0: for Bob Getty. I got put on hold three times. So. Yeah, that probably wasn't smart on your part. (laughs) We'll be back. miss to the top final segment of the week brought to you by d bat and d1 training on hardy street in hattiesburg d bat hattiesburg.com from the southern Bancor studios in hattiesburg and laurel luke bob and kelly thank you for joining us all week long on the eagle hour lady eagles fall to number 12 national uh ranked alabama um, yesterday in Hattiesburg by a score of two to nothing. They'll try to rebound Sunday as Nichols State comes to town at 1 p.m. Volleyball, um, trying to, to put some win streaks together. They've been close, uh, been losing matches just by a very close set here or there. They are hosting the Golden Eagle Classic this week, Nichols and Mississippi Valley State in town. They'll take on Nichols tonight at seven and Valley tomorrow at three, both of those matches on ES. PN plus, all right. We're counting it this week. We got in last week. You know, we had a few good matches and good good um, matchups, but uh, you know, some Rhode Island gave us a scare last week. But anyway, this is uh, this is for all the uh not the marbles maybe all the chicken tenders or so whatever, what Kelly.
3: what will I win at the end of the year because no question I'm gonna win this contest so what what will a be my brand
0: prize? new Washington commander's hat I'm out <laughs> <laughs> like Seinfeld I'm out <laughs> all right here we go and this is just all year long this is just straight up and down okay I'll, I will just kind of fill you in on a few tips but this is straight up and down picks all year all right. Here we go tomorrow. Troy in Manhattan, Kansas against number fifteenth Kansas State. Kansas State fifteen and a half point underdog. Bob,
3: Kansas State wins the game. Wildcats it, it probably covers. Yeah, Wildcats.
0: Mm. I'll go with Wildcats too. Last year I'd probably pick Troy. All right, this is the the one for me at eleven a.m. James Madison at Virginia in Charlottesville. Duke six and a half point
3: favorite. Really, they're a favorite over Virginia. On
0: the road. Virginia's bad,
3: oh, okay. but still. Well, thanks for that tip. I'll take James Madison. I'm not. I'm going to take the Cavs. Taking the Who's? Yep. I'll take the Dukes,
0: and they will rule Virginia for uh, a couple weeks. 2.30 tomorrow. Really interesting. 1-0 Texas State on the road in San Antonio. UTSA a 14-point favorite at home in the Alamo Dome.
3: You know, I'm going with Texas State. They they look pretty formidable to me, and I thought they were pretty tough last year when we played them. So I'm going with the Bobcats.
2: No, I can't. They can't do it again. Roadrunners at home. I go with the Roadrunners at home as well. See, this is where I separate myself for the prize right here, guys. But go ahead, (laughs) because you want that hat so badly. I can taste it. Yeah.
0: Three o'clock in Greenville. Marshall at East Carolina. Marshall one and zero. East Carolina zero and one. Marshall two
2: and a half point favorite on the road.
3: I like the herd.
2: On the road? Neither of these teams have started off very well. Uh, I'd like to take the Herd, but I'm going to take the Pirates. I'm
0: going Marshall, uh, and they will defeat East Carolina. Four
3: o'clock, southeastern Louisiana at South Alabama in Mobile. South Alabama bounces back from, I'm sure they were a little embarrassed, and I think they're talented. So South Alabama
2: wins going away. I agree. I'll take the Jags.
3: Four fifteen on the ACC
0: Network. Appalachian State in Chapel Hill taking on the seventeenth-ranked Tar Heels,
2: UNC, nineteen-point favorite. Wait a minute, Bob didn't. Luke didn't say who he took in the last game. You taking yeah, the Jags,
0: did. USA? It was a just okay. Yeah,
2: go ahead. Uh, I like North Carolina. They looked
3: really good last week.
2: All right, North Carolina against who? App State. Oh wow, that's a good one. Come back to me, Luke. Come back to me. Who are you taking?
0: I'm taking UNC. They beat South Carolina down last week.
2: Yeah. Okay. All right. I'll take I'll take uh, North UNC. Yeah. All right.
0: UAB at Georgia Southern. Both
2: teams one and zero.
3: I'm going to go with the Blazers. I've always kind of watched the Blazers from a distance. Kind of like them, and I'm going with UAB.
2: I'm not. I'm taking I'm taking Gata. You're a Homer for Gatto right? Yeah. You? I like I, I like Georgia. I'll Southern. take
3: the Fighting Hiltons as
2: well. I'll take Georgia Southern.
0: All right. Opening game. Sun Belt. Louisiana at Old Dominion. Oh, the Cajuns!
2: Yeah, Old Dominion is not good. Old, Old Dominion is not good. I'll, I'll take,
0: take the Cajuns yeah. as well. Jack State at Coastal Carolina. Jacksonville
3: State at Coastal Carolina. Coastal bounces back from traveling out to the West Coast and playing UCLA.
2: Yeah, but let me tell you something. Jacksonville State's two and zero now. Um, the Fighting I'm, Rich Rods. Yeah, I'm going to take. I'm going to take Coastal as well. But do not be surprised if Jacks pulls this off. I'll take Coastal. UConn at Georgia State.
3: I think UConn's terrible, aren't they? Georgia, They're State only, Georgia
0: State's only a three-point favorite in Atlanta.
3: Yeah, Georgia State wins.
0: Yeah, I, I'll, I'll take the Panthers as well. I'll take the Panthers um, as well. Uh, Memphis at Arkie State could get ugly.
2: Uh, Memphis, easy winner. <laughs> Memphis, Kelly,
0: your yeah. sneaky good team, Arkansas State. What Boy,
2: were do? they bad last week. I, I may have really missed the mark on that one. I'll take Memphis. Lamar at ULM.
3: Now, boy, there is a there is a pillow fight there, is it not?
2: Hey, ULM beat Army last week. Well, they're going to beat this team this week. I agree. I'll take the Warhawks. 2-0, right. baby. 2-0.
0: Obvious heart versus obvious head. Florida State and
2: Southern Miss. Kelly, you go first. Okay. I'll take the Seminoles. <sighs> Me too. <laughs> this is where I lose. Go Southern Miss. <laughs> Good for you, Luke. What about Iowa and Iowa State? Right. Nobody cares. No They're not Okay, no, all right. Go
3: Hawkeyes. Score three points tomorrow. Oh, how about that?
2: Oh, it's a good thing he's in Laurel, Bob. All way.
3: right. Will Hall be with us Monday to recap the Florida State Showdown. We'll also have uh, Lee Roberts and Tuesday, Jay Ladner. We're kicking a week off in style. We hope you'll join us. Good luck to the Golden Eagles this weekend. I picked you to lose, but I love you. Until next time, Southern Myth. To, to the, the top. Into the future.
2: to the sea Fly i am going let my spirit carry me i want to fly like an eagle. Till I'm free. I'll go the a bird to free i to the one
0: in a super talk mississippi yeah. media production